Couldn't y'all just hear it this morning? I'm going to leave this up here, but I typically will end up doing this, <laughs> which is my favorite pastime. How many of y'all have been thinking about your calling lately and about what God's calling you to do? So raise your hands for me if you do that, if you've been thinking a whole lot about that. Like, man, you know, my calling, God's, God's going to set me up this year and all that good stuff. You've, I could feel it in the atmosphere when I was sitting here, and I could feel all of those thoughts that you guys were thinking about your callings. I, I could help sum that up for you in one word, him. Yeah. It's not even your calling. Yeah. It's his calling. And so he's called you to walk and to stand with him, to be with him, to kneel to him. I stopped trying to be prophetic a long time ago simply because it, it gets you into trouble. You know, you're always seeing something and it has to be a wind blowing this way or anything uh, that would make you remotely look like you're supernatural, right? I was listening to the songs here and... Uh, it was all about him. I was about to fall out of the chair thinking about how majestic, how awesome, how great is the name of the Lord, literally. Been some shaking up here, I see, which is good. You got to slim the troops down sometimes and get them strong. Makes a lot of sense to me. When you look around and you see that, you just kind of chuckle and go, huh, they ain't skipped a beat. So as we were sitting there, I kept thinking about this over and over again. I remember one time I was hanging out and all of a sudden the Lord walked up to me. He said, Eric, what do you think this is all about? And I got super excited because I want to talk about uh, the, the apostolic movement that's uh, cresting its head right now. I wanted to talk about that. He said, it's all about me. He said, it's just about me, Eric, me. And he went, me, me, me. He did. So when you're thinking about your callings, you've got to think about the one you're called to. Who are you called to really, really walk with? I love walking with my brothers. I love it. But I'm super duper excited when it comes to walking with the Lord. You know what you discover? You discover more about him. Whole lot about him. And uh, I think we forget that sometimes. You know, so I love the worship uh, song when it was going on because that's what we were doing. And I was enjoying myself over there until the music stopped. And I was so sad. <laughs> Man, I tell you, I tell you, I guess, you know, I need to be smart today, and I need to uh, <laughs> lay some scripture here. I know I didn't do this last time. I know you look kind of shocked, getting moving to the, all this stuff today, <laughs> but uh, we're growing up, right? We're growing up. 
we are doing just that. Alrighty. How you guys doing? Y'all doing good? Y'all feel good. So as we started out yesterday, I told uh, Todd that I would be here in the morning, and uh, well, we got here in the evening again. And Keo and Cliff, those are my friends sitting there. We uh, had a meeting a couple years ago, and it took me six hours to get to them from Columbia, which was good. <laughs> so I don't know what happened <laughs> during those times. Jeremiah 29, 11, uh, just to give you some scripture here. I can actually quote this verse, but I'd rather read it. And uh, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. Another verse says to give you hope in an expected end. But when he says, I know my thoughts towards you, you have to really, really look at what he's trying to say to you. In other words, if you, in the original uh, language or, or the mesoteric term, thoughts means I know my intentions, I know my plans, I know what I have derived about you, is what he's saying. So he knows exactly what he's planned. He knows exactly what he's set up. The thing of it for most of us is that we haven't gotten onto the ride as we should. We've gotten onto the ride in terms of, oh, Lord, I'm a part of you. Oh, yes, you're my master. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. But will you go where he tells you to go is the other part. Or will you follow him where he's actually taking you? That's the question. I remember one time an angel walked up to me. He was crying, and he said to me, he said, Eric, he said, I went, where, I, I, I went where I needed to go, and I didn't even know where I was going. So we think a lot of times our faith dictates where we go. It doesn't. It just dictates that you believe him. Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, which is really interpreted with your title deed. It's your claim to the Lord. Had an encounter, and in that encounter, I was asked, what is your favorite verse? And I quoted that verse, Hebrews 11.1, 1, barely. I found out I was a little weak in faith in this particular setting. So, you know, the Lord is really changing things. So the Lord knows our, he knows his plans for us. I mean, a lot of times, you know, I tried to, many years ago, I tried to map that thing out. I used to plan where I was going to be in the next three to five years. You ever done that? By this time next year, I'm going to be a whole lot stronger in God. Hallelujah. That's going to be great. And you might even put a little tongues behind it. Retire. Sure. And, it's, and, and, and that'll feel good. Until you actually get in the storm. You know what that storm's for? It's not for you to look at the storm. You ever realize that? You know what happens? The storm brooding around your lives helps to press you faster into purpose. It's not to slow you down. It's not for you to bind the devil either. It's for you to stay in the eye of the storm. And that will get you over to the Mics again. 
Can y'all hear me? Okay, good. It is a, anyway, a lot of stuff going on. But, uh, man, I was all over the place when y'all were singing. I was in the Song of Solomon. I was everywhere. Because all of these verses, I mean, I, I was so drawn away just by, you know, the bride's love for the son. I love that. I love that. I have learned over these past five months since I've been here, I've had everything handed to me that you can get. Uh, I'm telling you, I've had more butt whippings and more straightening out. And I'm telling you, we were at a meeting here. And I thought I had something going on, and I went to the Jewish Bulletin. Bad move. And uh, we were talking about honoring one another. He said, what'd you get? I said, I had this about honoring. And I'm trying to interpret all this, and thank God that Randy saved me when he did. I would have just messed up the whole service uh, over that. Simply because we forget what honoring really means, Right? Sometimes don't we think honoring means let's honor the pastor and let's give him everything that the Lord is telling us to do. You need to honor the man of God, the, the, the ox that muzzles the corn. I mean, he could give him double honor, you know, all that stuff, right? That's not what that means. You know what I found out what it means? Honor means that we're both on the same playing field at the same time. There's no greater nor lesser. In the original language, there's no greater nor lesser in terms of honor. That means I honor you guys. I honor you. I mean, you do those things, and, and, and then you wait to see what's going to come out of that vessel or that gift because that is the body, right? Yeah. You know, you, a lot of times we're waiting to get a word from, uh, from Todd or from Key or from Cliff, something like that, or, or, <laughs> or some of my other brothers. We wait for stuff like that. But then what happens if it doesn't come from them? It may come from a child. We were in the store, and... Uh, we were getting some coffee and some other stuff, and this doctor was standing there. And so uh, his name was Jason. And so I told him I was going to talk about him this morning. And uh, we turned, and he hit on his shirt. I forgot what it said. Now I got it on my phone somewhere. But uh, I'm going to read to you what he said. To tell you all, this is kind of like a check, if you will, for you guys where you are. It's tough being family, isn't it? It says real family isn't in the DNA, it's in the heart. Took a picture of him in the store. I ran out to go get my phone just so I can take a picture. His name was Jason, and that word means healing. Healing, physician. Means all those things. And looking at some of you in here for a good thing, <laughs> Some of y'all probably need to just close the door to the past, to be honest with you. Honestly, that might help you. How many of you guys have been going through warfare lately, don't know where it's coming from? Y'all can raise your hands. I'm, we're not here to condemn you. We're just talking honest and real. How many of you guys have been going through some glorious experiences with the Lord? Good. That's good. How many of you are just trying to figure out which way to go? <laughs> good again well the way to go is to follow the Lord don't get off course stay with the master stay with him it's important to do that because I saw that he was trying to corral some of you guys right back into the old pen again which is not bad it's really going to 
help you learn who you're following. We got to stay real close to them right now. I was with Braddon one time. We were talking about Black Lives Matter, and uh, we were talking about that, and we're in the middle of a, of a broadcast, you know, and we're sharing and talking, and Brad turns to me. He said, you better stay close to Jesus. I said, Black Lives Matter. <laughs> Messing with him, of course, but it proved to be true. You know, Christine and I, we had to hold on. I tell you, it's been, we don't, it's been a wild ride. And I don't know how hard-headed I've been and how submissive that she's been. I think she's been more submissive, and I've been more hard-headed sometimes. But he who finds a wife finds a good thing, and then he obtains favor from the Lord. So, men, guess who you're married to, by the way? Jesus. Guess who he looks like? Your wife. It's the truth. I'm not even being funny at all. I'm so serious. He looks just like your wife. Because when you're about to mess up, guess who starts talking? The one, the one right beside you. Honey, that was dumb. I've heard that so many times. I think in the dictionary they should have my photo right there beside dummy. <laughs> it worked out great. Oh, boy. I feel good this morning. Did you guys get some good sleep last night? You did? I want to show you all something else. Y'all, I don't know if you all, you see that little photo right there? I always get these stuff, me and old Mark, you know, so I had to show off. I know he's probably already saw this one. Can y'all see that? Can you see that? Can you make it out? Oh, okay, good, sorry. How about that? Like a profile, right? See, hold on. Huh? Is it? What does that look like? A face, right? Just press that little button right there. Pass it on around. Uh, one day, sitting on the back of my uh, deck, if you want to call it that, or I'm so country, I'll say back porch, but we're not on a porch. We're actually up off the ground a little bit, so we're sitting back there, and I'm worshiping and praying and doing all the stuff that I normally do, and all of a sudden, I looked up and I saw that. It's wild. And, and we see stuff like that all the time. That's kind of been like one of the things of kind of like our walk, like something is going to present itself in that way often. And it was the face of God, literally. You know, God is a God of family. He is. And that's what this year is going to be about if you're trying to figure it out. It's about family. How closely to you with your family, right here. Family. Because the closer you are, the better off you're going to be if you stay close. Me and Todd hadn't done so good about that, I mean. But anyway, he called Jay every day. Anyway, argue about that later after the service. But uh, <laughs> I had to mess with him. But it's the truth, though. I mean, you know, we must all hang together. Well, I tell you, things are changing. Behold, old, all thing, old things are passed away. All things are becoming new. If you're trying to continue in the old wineskin and the way that you've been going, you're going to be in trouble. It's not flexible enough. The, the original wineskin is flexible because when you put the new wine in it, you don't want it to burst. And it has to be flexible. That means you're going to have to do some strange things. 
right? I told the Lord that I was going to follow him and I wanted to move in this prophetic thing. And he said, well, okay, get ready to do some, do whatever I tell you to do. Well, that changed things. Because I was thinking then when he said that, that he's going to give me a word or a vision or an angel or something like that. No, a lot of times it should just be all kind of stuff. Turn this way, go this way. One day I'm out driving. He said, no, uh-uh, don't go that way. Turn and go home this way today. I don't want to go this way. I know this way. <laughs> I know where I'm going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, that sort of a thing. Well, I had to follow him. Turned out to be real, real nice. Oh, boy. And so... You know, we've actually have learned to follow him. We've actually learned to trust him a lot more. We were about to make a decision as to what we, where, where we needed to move and all that stuff. And, uh, and then uh, that was war. And then all of a sudden we had peace after that. Now we know we didn't have to move too far away from you guys. Stay a little bit closer now. You know, waiting to get into our promised land. We needed that. But uh, it has been really, really interesting about uh, around about this time and around about this year, about where we're going to be going, what we're going to be doing, where we're going. I had to switch because I gave my pad away, so now I've got to go to the Bible on this one. <laughs> And I like this verse too, Romans 12, 1 is another one of my favorites. Have you guys read that one? Okay, so it says, I urge you, dear brothers, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to, to God, which is your reasonable service. It says, I urge you, therefore, brothers and sisters, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. You know, what that you know what happens when you start to present your body? Jesus said this. He says, the body of bulls and gloats you did not uh, desire. He said, but a body I've given to you. Right? He's given us a body. So he, the Lord has given you a body. You know what happens? And uh, I, I heard, I think Todd said this uh, last night we were talking about when on Jacob's ladder they saw the angels ascending and descending at that time. And then Jesus in another caption of Scripture said that you will see, when he's talking to Nathaniel, right? That was one of the verses I'd studied already when you talked about it. I was like, I got my message then because I was reading about this. And so Nathaniel underneath the fig tree saw him. He said, look, an Israelite in, who's, you know, in whom there is no guile or no sin. That's what he said. Then... Nathaniel marveled at it, right? He, he marveled. He said, oh, you're marveled at just that because I said I saw you under the fig tree, right? That is the scripture, right? I'm in the Bible somewhere, right? Okay, got you. I just don't have it in my hand. I got it right here. I got it in here. So I just hold on to it so I can pull from this little well every now and again uh, that we got something in. And then he said, you will marvel even greater than this. He said, you will see the angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Right? That's what he said. Correct? Yeah. All right, good. Now, 
We are the body. Do you realize, I was thinking about this last night at 1.30 in the morning when I was trying to go to sleep and I was trying to read the Bible in Aramaic and I'm barely doing great in English, so you can imagine how that went from wherefore the the for and all that and I just got tired, I laid it down. I said, I'm good night. So we got through with that. But um, do you realize this, and Todd and I talked about this last night, do you realize there's a man on the throne? Have you ever thought about that? Have you? Have you really, really thought about that in the Godhead, Father, Holy Spirit, Eric, I mean, no, Jesus, <laughs> great cloud of witnesses, 24 elders. Have you ever thought about in that picture there, there's a man there? Do you realize why the enemy warred? Because he saw that God was going to place a man on the throne. Do you realize that Jesus didn't leave here in spirit, right? How did he leave then? Flesh and bone. You ever got translated? I did. Pretty interesting ride. I think it's maybe 87, 89, or 93. I don't know what gas mileage we were on, but it was pretty clean. And uh, you all tried sometimes. I, it was a great ride. It was really quick, though. You know, we had to go talk to a pastor, so we had to get there kind of kind of quickly. But can you imagine this very same Jesus, Acts chapter 1, right? Acts, Acts chapter 1, he said, what, you men of Galilee, why stand you gazing that this very same Jesus or Christ that you see going up will ascend the very same way? Again, with the sound of the trump of the archangel, right? That's in the verses over there somewhere. I've been reading the Bible this week. Can y'all tell? I've been practicing my stuff. I'm just messing I'm just following the Holy Spirit, whatever, whichever verse he stops at, I'll just go ahead and go on with it. So in order for things to begin to happen, to see these, these encounters that begin to happen to you with the Lord, because they are supposed to be happening, you shouldn't have to come to church to get an experience. Let's be clear. We're not here to entertain you. At least I'm not. That's not what it's for. It says you're to have a psalm, you're to have a hymn, you're to have a proverb, you're to have encounters on your own. Not coming to the church for a week of hell that you've been through to get, to get fixed. That's not what that's for. That's not what that's for. You are called to have your own encounters with God daily, every day no matter how weird they may seem to this brain, but you're supposed to encounter him often. One thing, that the, one thing that the disciples were known for, remember, can you imagine? Here it is, pitch black dark. Jesus has already been taken. Pontius Pilate have, has him up here, and here's this little girl pointing at Peter. You were with him. I wasn't with him. Can you, I mean, can you feel the atmosphere for a second? Imagine this, the atmosphere. Here's, here it is, dark. you got over 1,000 soldiers out here at this time frame. And here's Peter warming himself beside the barrel, remember? By the fire. I can feel that moment. Peter's doing that. And she goes, excuse me. He, he was with him. Oh, that guy over there? Yeah, that guy. The, the, the big tall guy with the green shirt. He, he was with him. I know he's with him. Walk up to him. Hey, were you with him? He cussed, actually. I don't know that, you know what, guy. Right? He'd already spoke this to Peter. He said, before the cock 
crows three times. He said, you're going to deny me. Oh, Lord, be it far from me. I would never deny you until the challenge came. Then what did Peter do when he heard the cock or the rooster crow? He wept. And I've, I've wept bitterly before. You know, that's not a pretty cry. That's a probably with dirt and sand all in your hair, snot all over the place. I've been there. And then you look over at Acts chapter 2. He said, you, you men, while you stand here gazing, they're not drunk as you suppose, but they're filled with the Holy Spirit. And it said Peter stood up and he was another man. Another man. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. You know what that really means? If you're a new creation in Christ Jesus, right? You know, we're new creation. That's what we say we are. We're new. We're going to stomp on the devil. We're going to do this. We're brand new in God. We haven't even realized what's actually in us. I remember one time an angel walked up to me. He said, everything you want needs in you. Boop. Everything that you're looking for, got it in you. Because we're treasures in earthen vessels, right? So, we're, so the, the, if we're treasures in earthen vessels, then why are we taking one another's bounty away? If it's in us, Christ in you, the hope of glory, right? So if he's in you and he's deposited treasures into you, then why are you looking all over the place for a sign or a wonder? A lot of times those, those things are just put there to confirm what you've already saw. Right? Right? This is an interesting message. I didn't even make this one up this morning. <laughs> it's kind of going this way. Because I think the Lord's trying to wake you up. I think he's trying to say to you, even through the songs that we heard today, he's trying to say to you, it's about me. It's not about the choir. It's not about the teaching. It's not about any of that. It's really about me. And I think a lot of times we forget that. It's about him, all him. So the book of Revelations, at the end of the book, right, it talks about, it says that we shall follow him and he shall wipe all the tears from our eyes, right? He says, and we shall forever be with him. Another verse talks about the kings taking off their crowns and laying it down at his feet, right? I think we should get more acquainted with the one we're talking about. We should. You know, we put it on all kind of stuff. I was busy today, oh, the kids, or me and Christy, the dogs, we don't know which one peed today. You know, we don't know, you know, anything. I mean, there's just so many things going on. You ever notice that? You ever slowed it down some a little bit? I do that all the time. Me and her could be in the middle of a wonderful conversation that, we, that you would call an argument. And, uh, and I'm, I'm never winning, by the way. I haven't won one yet. And because uh, they just know how to get you. They, they, Y'all are skilled at the arguing part. I, uh, you know, I get fr flustered and frustrated at that point. But a lot of times I'll slow it down and I'll go, huh, must means we're must, must means it's time for me and her to get closer again. You can find the ingredient uh, to, your, to your question in the midst of what you're dealing with. You ever notice that? 
Well, glory. <laughs> I don't know what I did with nothing. Man. I like this verse here. You get older. You know, I just had a birthday. I turned 15 the other day. I turned 50, y'all. Isn't that crazy? Thanks, Cliff. 50. Don't be jealous. I understand what you're going through. I didn't know I was going to look this good at 50. Thank you, Jesus. I might even go on a fast today because of that. What do you think? No, I'm eating some chili. Time to service is over. We're going to go get it. And then if you read down, I'm still in Romans chapter 12. I think I quoted, I don't know what we quoted, but uh, anyway, I'm in verse uh, 3 now. It says, for by grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith of God, with the faith that God has distributed to each of you, for just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body and reach, and each member, talking about reach, and each member belongs to all others. So we're not all the same, right? Right? I mean, could nobody be handsome like Mark all the time? I'm t uh, you know, could nobody have a goatee like uh, Cliff and and uh, Todd and all that, and, you know, I can't even grow it. Couldn't nobody have as much chest hair as Jay, I guess? <laughs> huh? Uh, he gone. I don't have any. But think about it. We're all different, but we all have our own functions in the body and what we do. And, you're, and you can do something that none of us can actually do, but you're part of the body. Right? Everyone wants to be the seer. How many pair of eyes do you need? Right? Everybody wants to be the intercessor. Everyone is going this way. But what if your function in the body is many? What if you can hear, see, taste, touch, and feel? Right? We all can do that, but we haven't gotten to that part yet. We're, most of us are trying to figure out our callings still. Right? You know who's going to tell you your calling? The Lord. That's who tells you that. You know when I first heard the word, you're a prophet? You know who told me that? Heaven. Heaven told me that, not man. I didn't wait for a man to come up and confirm that to me. I didn't even know it was going to happen, to be honest with you. Next thing you know, I'm in a situation, in an encounter, and turns around and tells me, you're a prophet, that's what you are. Then it was confirmed in the earth. I wonder where all these, well, anyway, apostles came from. A lot of them out here now. There's an apostle born every day now. I wonder how it would sound if I was apostle, chief apostle. Let me get it together so it could sound big. What if I'm Bishop Eric Spender, presiding prelate, chief apostle, and master prophet all in, would that... It's a big old business card, you know. I'm going to put my cash app at the bottom. You can believe that. The cash, app, the cash app is going right at the bottom. 
and, and I'm going to point a finger up and say we believe in upward giving. You know, We don't give below. You got to give your best seed, all kind of trash. Upward giving, right? We don't give down, Mark. We give up, you know, because you don't want to muzzle the mouth of the ox to transfer to corn, you know. You know, it's like the oil that went down to Aaron's beard and even down to his skirts. They got all the verses for you, don't they? You know, so the, the less is blessed of the better. <laughs> oh, my God, what's a bunch of hogwash? Um, I mean, I used to believe all of that, too. You know what happened? I put my foot on so many cars. Go put your foot on it. Wherever God says you to tread your foot, that belongs to you. They had a good verse to with it. I never got those cars. I guess it was my credit score of 480 that probably <laughs> stopped it from happening. But I knew God was going to give favor. Hallelujah. <laughs> Don't we? Isn't that, isn't that crazy? It says, the, verse, the, the scriptures say, a good name is to, be is to be treasured above rubies. I'm in there with a 480 talking about I'm putting my foot on this 450, this 500 SLC Mercedes out there. Now, God told me it was mine. And I ain't going to have to pay a down payment. You're in there coaching the finance guy, Right? <laughs> trying to tell him what, what's, what's going to happen. God said, God said he's going to give it to me with no money out of my pocket. You got your wife in there praying with all the frankincense smeared all over you all in there, sitting in there, and he, he got to go, I'm sorry, we, ain't gonna, we won't be able to help you today. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> yeah. Me and my best friend, we got put out of church. Well, he left, and then I got put out after he did, and uh, I should have went with him the first time when he left. But I wanted to hang in there and be hard-headed. So one day we're in the church, and he was talking about how he got this $90,000 Jaguar and all this stuff, and uh, man of faith and power and all that good stuff. And um, that's interesting. And so he says, uh, he says, yeah, you can get that with good credit. He said, he said, I hear all the faith talk. We're in the middle of the service. He said, that and good credit will get you a Jaguar. <laughs> Unless you go buy one from Billy Bob. Uh, around the corner somewhere who got a 86 Jag sitting over there for like 1500 down then or 1500 for the whole car maybe 45 then you'll get it but look at look, look at all of the weeds that we've been told and sold look at how much trash we've eaten right or we get caught up in the this time of God told me to get up at 4:30 in the morning I'm going to intercede every single morning we're just working for him right not walking with him, but we have things. I remember one time the Lord visited me. It was a great, glorious experience, right? So he walks in the room. I'm sitting there. I'm laying there now at this point. He walks up and comes and sits on the bed and puts his hand on my back live and in person, right? Can you imagine? Here's the king, right? In your house. I'm sleeping on a girl's bed, so I'm happy he came. I was a little girl's bed at that time, a little white one, and uh, with pink room and all that stuff, and Jesus came into the pink bedroom that I was in, and uh, I'm, you know, you know, you, you would prepare for what you wanted to ask the king, right? You know, you know, this is him live and in person. And here's what I told to him, Mr. Works. I said I paid those types. He said I know that, Eric. Gone. A real encounter, and all that this idiot could do. Is try to remind the one who knows everything about the tithes that I paid. He got up. He said, I know that, Eric. 
I just wanted to come see you. And got up and walked out. Can you imagine how many times that we've done that? We've become the Pharisee without even thinking we were the Pharisee. We've become, you know, we've become the Sadducee not thinking that we've done that. It's not about works. We're in grace, right? Right? But then we're telling each other, you know, I prayed three hours the other morning for you. Right? You know, I've been fasting for you and your family. Hallelujah. <laughs> right? And we've done that. I've done that. I was up praying and saw you the other morning. Glory to God. We've done all of that. I'm so sick of that. It's not even real. It's not even, re it's not even genuine. You're, you're essentially looking for a badge on your chest. That's what you're looking for. It says, God re it says, God will resist the humble. I mean, the, the arrogant. I said that backwards. God resists the proud, but he gives his grace to the humble. I found out firsthand he will walk out. I just wanted to let you know that in case you are thinking he's standing there when you're bragging about how many hours you have prayed and everything you've given. He's not even standing there. He walked out on me in person. When I was, supposed, when I was really supposed to be there trying to hear what he had to say, I'm so busy telling him what I've done. Right? I'm so busy saying to him, well, you know, I prayed in tithes. You know, I'm offering all you. Know, I prayed for all the churches over the whole state of North Carolina. Glory to God. He said, uh-huh. See you. Bye. Because we forgot what it means to have real relationship. We have. At least I know I had for a long time. I thought the relationship was me to look into your spirit and tell you something. Boom, boom, boom. Don't even know if our favorite color is blue, black, green, purple, yellow. We sit beside each other and we don't we barely know each other. You know what we say about each other? Oh yeah, me and Mark, we go to church together. Yep. Got a good pastor over there. But we just go to church together. Does that mean we really know each other? No. It seems great by association though. It really does. It seems great. It looks perfect to someone standing out if me and Keo were talking to somebody who was unsafe. Yeah, me and Keo, we go to the same church. Me, her, and Cliff, and Christine, and Todd, we all go to the same one. Yep. Do you think that's going to convict that person's heart? Nah, probably not. You know what will, though? Real love. Real love will convict the heart of sin. You know, we spend so much time exposing sin. I used to go to a church like that where I had to repent and clean up and restore all that stuff before I got there in case he smelled sin that day in the service, which may have been me, but maybe not. Could have been a few other people too, but uh, it was, I was always convicted of myself, so I just wanted to make sure that I was a clean sheep when I got there. That didn't work out. Are you guys thinking about what I'm saying to you? We went through all these different things to try to solidify, be politically correct in our walk with God. That's what we're doing. We're trying to set it up pretty so we can tee it off really well. And it looks Man, if I don't know what I, what I knew now, some of the hell that I went through, I wouldn't rebuke God. I mean, um, um, 
I went and rebuked the Lord to uh, bind this devil that was coming at my finances and uh, rebuke this devil because I'm in the wilderness right now and we need to get this demon out of here and all this stuff that I've done and, and, and you know, when agitation would come and I'd bind this foul spirit and, you know, I'm in the wilderness, y'all pray for me to get out of here fast as you can, right? Have y'all ever done, or have y'all ever done that or, or am, am I the only one in here that has rebuked the wilderness? How many of y'all have rebuked the wilderness? You know, how many of y'all have prayed for somebody to get this foul demon out off of you because you don't know why you're over in the wilderness, right? Matthew chapter 4 is the verse of scripture I'm in, right? And Jesus being led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness, right? <laughs> but we're binding, we're binding the devil, right? right? Or are we rebuking God? I go in the wilderness skipping now because I know he's leading me in there and chances are I'm going to come out a whole lot better than I went in. I always wanted to say this because I thought it was funny because Kenneth Vickage said, don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. <laughs> I was wanted to try that just one time. I've never said it before. So, it didn't go over well either, but I tried it anyway. But can you imagine that? Like some of these processes of the Holy Spirit that we're about to go through is going to be totally God. Totally the Lord to get you to where he's planned for you to be. Jeremiah 29, 11. I know my thoughts. I know my plans towards you. To give you a great hope and an expected end. Can you imagine all the hell you're going through has an expected end? He's already planned it out. He's smart that he plans the end before the beginning. I saw Christina before I ever met her. The end before the beginning, but I looked like I went through a little hell in this encounter. I said, Lord, have mercy. Boy, I'm in the hell and back in this one. I was 18 years old, not knowing that I was literally going to go through that. I'm hearing, this is an, an encouraging message if you hadn't got it yet. Uh, <laughs> it's a very uplifting one. Stay focused. Don't be shaken at all. It's going to be okay. It really is going to be okay. I've never been more convinced right now of how okay it's going to be. We're in good hands. And it's not with all state either. But we're in good hands with the Lord. We're in good hands. We are. He says we're in the master's hand. No one can even pluck you out of it. Think about the confidence of heaven for us. What he plants, the enemy can't destroy. The enemy has to go ask our daddy, can he attack us? Right? He has to. He, he, he has to go and say, I know I messed up, but can I go and attack your son? No? Okay. Thanks. He'll come back again. Listen, sorry, again, you know it's me. I know I don't smell good because I used to have the fragrance of God, but now I kind of have my own thing, and I don't smell like frankincense, but can I go and kill your daughter? No? Dang it. All right. Can I try to mislead him? Yeah, you can try, but you won't be able to. Okay, go ahead. Have you ever thought about that? Or is it just me again? That I'm thinking that way. When attacks come at us now, I don't, even, I don't even flinch. One time I was about to rebuke the devil. I was right on him. I'm, you stinking, no good, Satan, demon. 
You're no good, you thing, you. The Lord says, don't even rebuke him. He said, let it work itself through. You, know, you, you, ever, you ever thought about that? That when the attacks are coming at you, we're so busy trying to rebuke and bound and can you join with me in prayer and a prayer chain and all of this stuff and we never let the process work itself through. Sometimes you don't, it says when, when being reviled, don't revile again. In other words, when, if you're being attacked, you don't have to attack. A lot of times we're so focused on, you know, as intercessors and, and prayer warriors and stuff like that, including my, and that's all me, that we're supposed to launch an attack, right? What happened around the wall of Jericho? They just walked, they didn't say anything for seven days. Seven whole days of no talking. And then at the end of that, they blew the trumpet and the wall fell. The most unconventional intercession that I've ever saw, ever worked. We're going to learn to follow him. And it's going to be on his terms. And that's the only way that we're going to wake up. And that's the only way that we're going to mature. That's the only way we're going to become mature sons and daughters in the Lord. It's by following him wherever he goes. So who do you think knows the way, by the way? The lamb, the king, he knows the way. I had no idea what I was going to talk about this morning. <laughs> I just, I had, I had some stuff, you know, but to get up and just to see what the Lord is really trying to say to us. He's trying to wake up some people. Trying to wake you guys up. Stay focused. Don't worry about what you're seeing in front of you. Just stay with him. Because it's going to be a time when they're going to say, she's a Christian. He's a Christian. What do you think about that? Do you realize that we're, in some instances, we may have to really lay our lives down for what's coming? You ever thought about that? We may. We may. I, I, I think that a lot of times, that doesn't bother me. You can bring that baby on back in here. I love that. It, it doesn't bother me. He, he's not offending the Holy Spirit at all. Last time I checked, it's all good. But have you ever thought about this? That, uh, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a change coming for us. You ever think about all this stuff that's happening? It's all against our beliefs, isn't it? All against what we absolutely stand for. I would venture to say that probably most of the resistance that's not happening to you is only because we're not so much as our brother is. We want to be politically and socially correct. I don't think we offend as many people because we just don't have enough of his nature yet. I'm non-confrontational. No, you're a coward. I'm passive-aggressive. No, that's manipulation. Well, I, I don't want to offend anybody. 
The Lord didn't care about that. He revealed their heart through offense, right? I think that's what we're coming to. She'll tell you, I don't hesitate. And they'll say something to me. I said, well, I'm a believer for sure. And ready for whatever else you got to say. Because I'm not changing. And I'm going to stay this way until the day that I translate. That's Colossians 1.12, by the way. We've got to hang on in here, don't we? I tell you, he is absolutely equipping you right like literally like right now. You guys feel a breeze going around you here a little bit? Yeah, uh, these angels are moving around here right now, washing your face, equipping you, waking you up, doing all kind of good stuff.